well, hello there, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I have been doing a little bit of research, and actually recently, I've decided to start listening really closely to all my own podcast episodes. It's been terrifying, it's been hard, but it needed to happen. The reason being is because one aspect is that I introduced myself like eight fucking times in the first like 30 seconds. And I want to like really rephrase. I want to just really change it all up. You know, I always kind of do the same intro. I always kind of like introduce everything the same way. We're here, we're doing it and we're going to change it up. So I just wanted to kind of break the mold and do something a little bit differently. And, um, you know, I've been really kind of really kind of trying to dive deep into the purpose of Under the Influence podcast. And, you know, we just had an amazing event in uh, Los Angeles and we had just 50 exclusive influencers. We had an amazing panel. We had Robbie Hayes from ABC's The Bachelorette. We had Billy Lee from uh, Vanderpump Rules. I don't know why I'm stuttering on this. I She's one of my literally biggest inspirations and she really had the whole room crying. So sorry for the stutter. Um, as well as we had Krista from Almost 30, Jessica Seppel, Haley LaRue. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting. Oh, Natalia Benson, Amber Lee from Sh the Shocker Girl Radio. We had just, we just had an amazing lineup and it kind of really, after having that event, it really kind of pushed um, me and the team to really think about what the influence movement means and what we're doing and what we could be bringing to the table. So after really kind of diving in, I really wanted to start the conversation about kind of not only the health and the side effects of social media, but the ways that we can really be kind of talking about this influence movement as a positive thing and what can positively come out of it. Um, but that being said, we really want to drive the influence movement to make those changes in the community, to be the inspiration for influencers, to really talk about, you know, hey, you have a responsibility. If you're, if you're, even if you're at 10,000 followers, you have a responsibility, to, you know, you are affecting people's lives. You are influencing them. And to really tap into that and really tap into, you know, education and tap into, um, you know, the fact that people feel the contrast attitude or the comparison attitude um, and to really kind of giving back to the community and being doing something bigger than yourself. So just kind of that little update and headline, you know, we really are trying to bring on people into the show that speak to that. Um, our next guest today is absolutely wonderful. We have Lorena Garcia on the show, and she was the founder of the Blogettes. Um, it's it's really a beautiful company. Not only are they doing design and digital strategy, but Lorena really talks about kind of her story and her passion behind it, as well as you know what it means to be a person in the community and how to get back to it. Um, so we before we kind of dive in, I'm just really excited about this movement. Um, we also have a really, really, really cool update um, that I want to kind of announce. Um, number one, we've decided that we love having fun with our guests. Um, sometimes in this marketing industry, I feel like we are constantly on the move. We're constantly on the go. Um, and one of kind of my own personality trait, for those of you that haven't already picked it up, 
is that I just, I love having a good time. I love talking to people. I'm usually always the first person at the bar ordering shots. Um, I just, I love getting people out of their element or into their element and just really kind of having fun with them and really getting them to open up and to kind of let loose. And so without further ado, we're announcing a mini series within the Under the Influence movement. It's going to be called Nightcap. And Nightcap is kind of like a passion project for me. Um, I, I love, I love just getting people again to share their stories, share their dirt, talk to me about what's going on in their life. So Nightcap is going to be um, a bunch of really specifically picked out guests that will be talking about dating, that will be talking about their sex life, that will be talking about, you know, their drunken bar stories or, you know, um, really, really awesome, important things that have happened to them along the way, whether in business or in their social life. Um, and the reason being is because I feel like I have so many friends in this in industry, um, and maybe even some friends that don't line up to be a guest for under the influence podcast, but people that I truly admire and adore and that have so much good value and so much just light to share, um, that I want to share it. I want to talk about it. I want to laugh. You know, I want to laugh at our experiences and being human. Um, and that's something too, that I really want to bring to the table is this, this line of authenticity. You know, we have on these really awesome CEOs and these really, really powerful women. And, you know, there's not always a space for them to kind of relax a little and to kind of share some stories like that. So with that being said, the guests on Nightcap, I'm so excited for it. I cannot wait to just start laughing and to hear these girls and guys crazy stories and just to kind of let loose a little bit. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned in business is that, you know, I, we work our fucking asses off and we also need to play our fucking asses off. Like we need to have a little release. We need to have some laughter. We need to sit back and not take ourselves so damn seriously. So I'm really excited for Nightcap. I hope you guys are too. Without further ado, here's Lorena Garcia. <laughs> Under the Influence Podcast is all about bringing together brands, influencers, thought leaders, and communities to inspire and empower a positive impact. Each week, I will dive into the power of influence over the ever-changing, trend-chasing, and slightly obsessed entrepreneurial and influencer community. We talk insider tips, tricks, the latest buzz, and even our top not-so-secret happy hour cocktails. My name is Whitney Eckes. I'm the owner and founder of Eckes Marketing and the Influence Movement. And we are about to get under the influence. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Under the Influence Podcast. My name is Whitney Eckes. And today I have an amazing guest on. Her name is Lorena, and she is the founder of the blog Eds. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Now, Lorena, I know the blog Eds. I think you guys are absolutely amazing. Everything that you do from your branding strategy, I mean, you have these amazing. Um, you have also have a consulting strategy that you do and work with clients. Can you tell us a little bit about the blog ads? Because I feel like you do so much. Yes. And that is part of like, so that's a little bit crazy. But basically, 
Um, just like you said, I'm the co-founder of Blogettes. Blogettes started five years ago and it started just with like a small idea. So Sakura, my business partner and I wanted to, honestly, we were just young and we were just wanting to travel together. So we noticed that there was a huge gap. We had our own businesses and we noticed that there was a huge gap in people even coming just out of school and wanting to start a business, understanding how they could succeed online. Everybody was noticing that the online presence was so important and could bring you great opportunities, but very few brands and very few people were actually standing out. So we're like, why don't we create a workshop in which we can travel all over the country and just teach this mainly women entrepreneurs about branding, graphic design, blogging, social media. So all the aspects that we thought were super important to grow an online business. So we put together the workshop and just fast forward from there. We traveled constantly for the first four years, putting together the workshop. And while at the same time, we were also doing consulting on the side for other people. But now, fast forwarding to today, basically, we have stopped doing our workshops because I became a mom. And that's another story. And uh, there's another business around that as well. But it was hard to travel and it was hard to keep up with that. So we decided to focus our passion on our mission, which has always been to empower entrepreneurs now to helping these entrepreneurs hand in hand, helping them really bring these ideas to life and helping them bring them into life successfully. So right now, Blogettes is mainly focused on developing and branding strategies, brand identities, brand photography, web design, and content and social strategy. No, but I think it's perfect. I think that, like you said, there is so much that goes into really building out your brand in the digital space. Can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, I feel like everyone wants to hear more about like the branding side of everything. How do you guys like, what is like kind of the bread and buddy, bread and butter for your branding strategy? So for our first, I feel like there's a, a big confusion. I don't know if you see this, but I feel like there's a huge confusion going on around into like what branding is, you know, like, I feel like for a lot of people, there is just like the branding, even when they contact us, when they're talking about branding, they're just talking about their logo, their colors, their typographies, and like everything that has to do with a visual identity of a brand. But how we like to explain it is that branding is like a person, right? So a person has your, you have your mind, you have what you think, you have your thoughts, you have a way you speak, but you also have a way that you present yourself to the world, which is how you do your hair, the way you dress, the way you do your makeup. So for us, we approach branding in terms of like both things, the internal and the external. So when we work with people, we help them, of course, create a brand identity and how they're going to be seen in the world. But we also help them strategize who they're going to be, like who they're going to be connecting with. What's the heart and soul behind the company? What are the company values? Like how can they talk about their company in two or three sentences? What is the tone and the voice that they should be using? And ideally, after working with us, they end up with like, a brand guide, which not only includes their visual assets, but also a guide into like who this person is, because brands can be considered kind of like as people, if you want to put it in an easy thing. So who is this person that we've just created for them and how can they maintain consistency after they worked with us? Wow, absolutely. I love that you said that, like, you know, branding is so much more than like your logo and your, your color palette. It is who you, you know, it is a person. It is an identity. Can you tell us a little bit about how you guys, I mean, how do you even go about developing branding for, you know, bloggers and for personal brands? So we do a lot of bloggers, we do a lot of personal brands, and then we also do a lot of women-owned businesses. But I think we approach them a little bit different when it's a person and when it's a brand. But in the end, what we really want to do or how we go about it is we really want to get to know the why. 
we want to get to know the why, why, even if you're an individual, right. And you're doing a blog, it's like, why, why are you blogging? Who do you want to connect with? What's the value that you're driving to people that you're connecting with? And now that we understand exactly who you are and who you want to be, then we'll start by building an identity for you. But I feel like the first step is really understanding who these people want to be, how they want to be perceived, because it's crazy, even with individuals like bloggers, for example, like when they come to us or not just bloggers, we also do a lot of like independent service providers. So we recently did, it was such a fun project, but we did a love consultant, right? Which the brand is based on herself. Like it's, she is a love consultant. So the brand is her really. So how do you dress up that? So we just go about understanding who they are and who they want to attract. And then there's a lot of confusion sometimes when you ask the question, who are you and what makes you different? Sometimes we haven't necessarily put a lot of thought even as individuals on what that is. So we really help dig deep and ask the right questions so even they can understand really who they are and how they want to be perceived. I love that. So I, I love that you, you get so in tune with, you know, the person behind the brand as well, like asking, you know, what is your why? What is this passion behind it? Why are you doing what you're doing? Um, what, how does your consulting look different from, you know, just strategic branding? Because I feel like you put so much into your branding, your branding clients and things like that. Well, how does your consulting client, how do they look different? They go hand in hand, you know, like very few, and that's what makes us different. So like, we don't necessarily work on a lot of projects where we'll just do the branding for some, the, the brand identity for someone like that's not necessarily where our heart is. We'll do it and we excel at it because we're very good at design, but where we're really excel at it is where we can mix in the consulting or the strategic part of branding with developing the brand identity for the brand. So for our consulting, like I think it's more of like kind of like what I was saying of asking the right questions, you know, because sometimes as an entrepreneur, you're just driven by the quality of your product. So or the quality of your business or the, as a blogger, the quality of the content that you want to put out there, but you've not asked yourself the right questions. So we consider ourselves kind of like their business partner, but their objective business partner, no? Not like your mom that you're going to say like, mom, I'm going to create this. And she's going to be like, oh, honey, that sounds great. You know, that's not what we are here for. We're here to be objective. So we guide our consulting clients through that process of like, we ask the hard questions. And sometimes we also have the hard answers for those questions. But in the end, what we want is their success because we're tied. You know, if they succeed, we succeed. And it's also, it's a big why of our business, kind of like how we ask them. I feel like when Sakura and I decided to shift the company from education in terms of like workshops and webinars and all the things that we were doing into this personal branding consulting and helping these people actually develop these brands, it was very important for us to know that we were making a difference, that we were not just bringing in people and just popping them out with new brand identities, but that we were actually making a difference and that they could come into our process and really feel how much we care about them, really feel how much we care about their success. And I feel like it just that just reflects in our whole process. Absolutely. I love that. I love that you said that you kind of asked them some of the hard questions or some of the right questions. What are some questions that you feel like are like the hard questions to ask that maybe as brands or as personal brands, we don't always ask ourselves those questions? I feel like a real big one like that people don't know, like, and it's so simple, but we were just talking about it is their why, you know, because there is very different things that you can do. But one of them is, okay, your why could be because I want to make money, but that's not enough, you know? So if you just want to start a business because you want to make money, there's a high likelihood that you're going to stop because businesses or personal blogging or whatever you're like getting yourself into has so many ups and downs 
that if you're you're really your only why behind your business is that you want to make a profit out of it, it's going to be very hard for you to keep up, you know? So like really establish, helping establish like you're really, why do you want to do this? Do you have a passion behind it? Do you have a why that's deeper than the money that you can generate from the business? So that is a really hard one sometimes for people to ask. Another very different, I feel like difficult one is like when you ask, especially individuals, like if they could describe themselves. Mm-hmm. it's very difficult like even if you think about it for you to give your own elevator pitch like not just your company's elevator pitch but like who you are as a person what makes you you what makes you different sometimes sometimes it's hard for us you know such a simple question so we always ask them to ask around to other people like ask people that are in your circle like how would they describe you if you were in there like all of those things I think they're they sound as very simple questions but Sometimes you end up discovering that you don't even know yourself as good as you think you did. That is so, I feel like that's so deep and it's so awesome to hear you talk about these things because um, I feel like it really kind of develops, like you said, the brand. I mean, you know, there are people behind this brand. There is a, there is a personality, there's a persona. Yes. Um, and I think you're right. I think if you don't tap into that, you don't tap into understanding, you know, what am I about? Why am I doing this? You know? Yes. And that's where like a lot of confusion also comes from because all of a sudden you end up and I get very passionate about this. So I might even like start raising my voice, but like a lot of people spend like so much money on like their brand identity. And here it is, you have a shiny brand identity, like, and now you don't know what to do with it. You hire someone else into your team. They start writing in a different way that you want to write when you hear them talk about the company, they're saying different things that you would like them to say. There's no consistency into what the company is all about. So I feel like we really help build the foundation of how a successful company can start. I mean, ideally, when our clients leave out of here, they know how they can express, how they can voice what they do and why they do it. They know that if they hire new employees, they have a voice and a tone that they can explain to them. They can explain their why, they can explain their values. And I mean, values go beyond than just putting them on your website, you know, like values go, if you really truly believe in your company values, they go even to like the people that you hire, you know, like checking off if they have those values. So I just get very passionate about those things, but yeah. (laughs) I feel like it's such a breath of fresh air because, you know, I feel like in the business atmosphere, we always try to talk about what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. You know, and there's not a whole lot of time spent on really analyzing your brand identity or those core values. You know, yes. Your, you know, what is your team looking like? What values are you guys practicing every single day? And I think that is a true testament to, you know, really having a cohesive brand culture, you know, something that a, speaks a little bit louder than just the branding in a digital space. So I love that. So let me ask you. Yeah. What is your passion behind the blogettes? You know, what drives you every day to keep doing this? I honestly, and this is going to sound so, I love helping people. Like there's nothing that I enjoy the most. Like I remember, and this is like, this was five years ago, but I remember when we did our first workshop Mm -hmm. and it was crazy. Like we were fearless when we started blogettes. Like if I think about the things that we did at that point, I wouldn't do them now. These people were trusting us. They didn't even know who we were. And we were going around Phoenix because that's where we're based going around for um, the flea market, which is where a lot of like local businesses go and showcase. Like we would go there and basically ask people how if they would trust us. We would explain who we are, what we do, and if they would trust us with coming to our workshop. And we had a sign that said blogettes and we would ask people if they could take a picture with them and then just come to the workshop. 
And I just remember that after a workshop where actually 15 people trusted us to come, which was pretty surprising because it was pretty expensive. Um, and they thanked us on the way out and they were like, hey, this opened my mind to possibilities. This, That's when I knew what I like to do. And a big core, like even behind the other businesses that I have is that I like to help people and I like to make a difference. So I feel like that's a big part of, and Sakura feels the same way about what we do here, but like, I feel like that's a big part of like the passion behind it that for me, like I, I'm a people pleaser at heart. So if I get to do that for work, then it just keeps me going. You know, like when, when I see something that we do and I see like my favorite part about what we do is when we present, for example, a new brand and I can see their face and kind of like how they see for the first time something that was an idea turn into something that's actually visual and concrete and they can see it. That just, it's fueling for me. So I, I feel like that's the passion behind what we do. I love that. I love that it comes right down to you just kind of saying, I just love helping people. I think that there's no more trans. I mean, that's just being very transparent and honest. And I think that's such a, again, it's a breath of fresh air. Thank you. Of course, of course. So, you know, under the influence podcast, we really like to talk about the power of influence. Yes. Not only do you have this really amazing branding business, but you've also cultivated an extremely large community. I mean, 17,000 people on Facebook and, you know, you're in the 72,000 on Instagram. So kind of diving into this, I really loved, I really wanted to have you on the show because not only are you working in this branding industry, but you're also cultivating a community. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, your audience and how you really built it? Yes. So like, I feel like in the beginning where we started working, like it was all about building the company, but then Sakura and I realized that we were a huge asset to the company, that developing our own communities was a huge asset to grow the company because people needed to know who we were, what we believed in, what were our strengths, what were our weaknesses, and that that could become as an asset to the company. So that's kind of like how we started developing our own brands. But it was kind of like the process that we talked about in the beginning. For me, it was like really understanding and it was hard. I remember where I decided to take Instagram and social media more on like a professional path than just like sharing whatever picture on the family. I wanted to create a, I wanted to create a brand myself around social media. So the first, when I first started, like the first question was just so hard. You know, it's like, who are you? You know, like what's on brand for you as an individual or in a to post and what's not on brand. So I had to start, I feel, discovering myself. And through that discovery of like trying to build in this community, I understood who I really was. It was amazing. Like it was really, truly eye-opening that because I wanted to do this, I truly discovered who I was, what I wanted to do, what I was passionate about and the things that I wanted to share with people. And more and more, I realized that I wanted to be, even in my personal life, a resource. So I started developing content and I started developing things around the things that I was going through. So right now, like a big part of like who I am and like my own personal brand is like, I'm a woman entrepreneur, but also a mother and I'm trying to balance both. So I always try to like reassess because brands evolve, just like people evolve. So my brand as a person has evolved from in the beginning from just being a single entrepreneur to being a mother now. So like, I feel like just always understanding who you are, why, what people like about you, what being authentic and just reflecting who you really are as a person, but really understanding like, does it go with me or not, not posting to post. And it's funny because we go to colleges to talk to girls about 
what they should be posting on social media from now. But if you think about it personally, social media is an opportunity for all of us. You know, it's like your billboard to the world to present yourself however you want to the world and access whatever opportunity you want. So if you're smart and you understand who you are and who you want to be perceived, you can control that outcome if you're mindful about it. So hopefully that was a Hopefully that was where you were looking for. No, that was, I feel like that was such a like big piece of value, Not you know, billboard to the world. And if, you know, you can impact so many people if you're mindful about what you're doing. Yes. I think that goes, I think a lot of people, especially our listeners will really take that, take away from that because right now we live in a society where we're just, everyone's telling you to post, post, post content, content, content. And a lot of times I call it like trash can content. Like it's just like it lives for that day, but it's really not, there's no rhyme or reason or benefit to it, right? It's just posting. Yes. So I like that you talked about, you know, like this is your billboard. What are you doing during every single post and how are you leveraging it to really, you know, build off your own brand and build it bigger and build, you know, make it more meaningful. So I I love that. well, let me ask you a question. You know, we yeah. diving into the influence under the influence podcast. Um, I always like to ask people, you know, like what does influence mean to them? Um, so what does the word influence mean to you? I feel like there's just so many definitions, but at least for me, like when I think about influence, it means that you're credible enough for people to believe what you say. Oh. So you've developed yourself enough or your brand enough where you have the credibility to influence people. So you have the credibility, whether you're like a wellness blogger and people have trusted your advice. And now when you say something, it means something to people. They're willing to follow you. They're willing to even act upon your content. And I think for me, that's influence. So, but I guess there's so many definitions, but for me, it's building enough credibility to get people behind you into what you believe and what you want to do. 100%. So was there any, was there one person that was super influential on you while you were building the blogettes? Oh my God, I feel like I always say this, but it sounds so cheesy, but um, I feel like something that I would have liked, and I think like, I, I always think about that. I didn't have necessarily, or we didn't have Sakura and I, any business mentors, but somebody that has always been there for me and just has been a huge influence has been my father. You know, like I come from a family where I'm the only girl, I have two brothers and my dad has been a huge push behind me, always letting me know that, that a I could do whatever I wanted, you know, and even as crazy as it is, sometimes the world is a little bit more complicated for us women, especially when family starts and all of those things. And he was, he has always been just such a huge push for me to be that I can do whatever I want, you know? So I feel like I saw him do whatever he wants in terms of like business and like his dreams. And he's always been such a positive and influential person in my life. You know, like when he says something, I listen because kind of like what we were saying, like, He's proven to me that what he does works. He's built a loving family. He's built a good career. So I see it and I want that for myself as well. So I feel like he he's one of my, if not my biggest influence, I would say, in my life now and has always been. Oh, you're just playing on my heartstrings. My dad is the same exact way for me. Crazy. <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, you touched on something and I, I feel like I, I'm going to go back and I want you to unpack it. Um, yeah talked about how women in business, it does get a little bit different for us when we start to want to have a family or, you know, when we, you know, do want to have kids or we do want to go in this different direction. 
Can you talk about being a mom and running a business and what it means for you to be a woman in business? Yes, of course. So I feel like that was a huge eye-opening thing for me. You know, I have always been very idealistic. I have always like, and even getting married, I was like, this is like a 50-50. This is going to be great. We didn't have kids. We were, and then all of a sudden I became a mom and I was like, oh God, even if you have a very supportive partner, like, and you have a great dad, you're still the mom. And as equal as society wants us to make it look as whatever, like you're still the mom. You're still the one that remembers that the kid needs vaccinations. You're still the one that remembers that you're responsible for so many things. So all of a sudden you have this full-time career and now you're a mother, right? So I feel like for a lot of us or for a lot of women, it comes to the point where it has to be a choice. Like, do I want to pursue my career? Do I want to be a mother? And then this huge guilt starts coming, you know, like, can I have both? And this is just a very sensitive topic to my heart because even yesterday I received a message on Instagram from someone that said that she had been told that she either was a good mother or she was a good businesswoman. And for me, that's just crazy because you can have both. And we were just talking about my dad a second ago, but he told me something very important. And I have another company called Mashka that launched five or six months ago that it's all about motherhood. We'll talk about it in a second, but like he, and this is why I started it, but he found me one time in the closet. I was crying and I was just trying to figure out how to be a new mom and deal with my life. And he said, we're not, I'm going to tell you one thing. He's like, do you love your baby? And I was like, of course I love my baby more than anything. And he's like, well, if you love your baby, the only thing he needs one thing. And the only thing he needs is a happy mother. Oh, wow. That's the only thing he needs from you. So he's like, you right now are going to think what makes you happy. Do you want to work? Do you want to continue your career? Do you want to do your thing? Then why do you care about other people thinking if you're a good mother or not? Yeah. You know, so it's crazy. But this brings me what I do makes me who I am in a bunch of ways. You know, it keeps me passionate. It keeps me happy. So what am I going to give that up for? But I feel like a lot of women are presented with that choice and are not supported enough to do those things, you know? And my last thing, my last thing about this is that I also think that us as women need to be more supportive of each other because usually the worst criticism comes from other women, not from men, you know? Like we are telling each other that we can't do it versus telling each other that we can. And I feel like there's this thing right now with like the stay-at-home moms think that that's the best. The working moms think that that's the best. Who cares? Like, why can't we all support each other to be what makes us happy? And that can be completely different for everyone, but we should be there to support each other, not to pull each other down for our choices. So, wow, I you are just such an inspiration. I think you, I think you're so right. I love that you said, you know, your career does become a choice at the point of when you do become a mom. And I don't have children, but I can, I, I feel like I can see that. I can see yes. I have friends that do have kids. Um, and it does become a choice. And then you, like you said, you go through this time of guilt, but I love that you said you can have both. Like, yes, hundred percent agree with the fact that, you know, if you're happy, you are going to, you know, that is the only thing that matters, especially, you know, having, raising a child and having them see, you know, that light and that joy that comes from, you know, loving what you do. So I love that. And like, I mean, I feel like even one day when I do choose to have children, like that is going to be such a big piece of advice for me. I don't think I'll ever be able to not remember that. Um, Yeah. But, and even still going forward with, you know, women supporting women, I think you're right. I think right now we're in such a unique phase for females, you know, in this generation where we are starting to find this really powerful and impactful voice. Yes. Um, 
and you, we are starting to see women support other women. We are starting to see that, you know, there is not just one good option. It is not just you become a stay at home mom. You know, women are supporting their families now. Women are the biggest CEOs in some mm-hmm. of the most biggest companies right now. And so I love that you, you spoke on that and it's such a cool topic and it's so cool to hear someone that lives it every single day. Tell us about that. So, yeah. Hopefully it helps someone out there that's going through that decision because I know it's hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I want to kind of dive into a little bit talking about, you know, the social good. One thing that I, I really have been seeing lately is that, you know, there are so many people with these large amounts of audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think what we aim to do with the influence movement is really talk about, you know, how are we benefiting the communities that we're touching? You know, what is the social good aspect? So do you have any ways that you feel like your business, the bloggets, kind of positively impacts your community? So how we always wanted to impact our community is through education. You know, like we want to make education accessible. So wow. specifically in our um, in our world, you know, in the branding, social media, like we've always given free education. We've always given like, because for us, it's always like insecure. And I had always had this policy of like, even when people come and ask us things, I have no problem telling you all the apps that we use. I have no problem. I don't care. You know, so like, I feel like how we like try to impact our communities is with transparency. So anytime that we do a webinar, anytime that we do anything, like it's just, we, we share everything, you know, like, because we think education is power. We think like, even for those women out there, because a big part of like our community and a big part of like our customers are women. So we think that there's a lot of them that maybe cannot afford a business coach or cannot afford so many things, but if we can provide them with good free education that can help them progress their business, then we're doing our part, you know? So we try to do a lot of that education, like free education, And then we also like to do a lot of like community driven events. So we do a lot of happy hours here in Phoenix. We do a lot of things where we bring the community together. And for us, really, it's not about like, oh, let's exchange business cards and see who they are. We really just put the spot there. We select the spot. We ask people to come and it's up to them to like get to network. So that's how we like to have a positive impact on the community. But I definitely think you touched on such an important point that we all now have such big channels and such big ways to connect with people that you won't need to think like how you can use them for kind of like a superhero for the better good, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you, I mean, I love that you're talking about education. I actually, um, one of our other episodes that we did, we talked to the co-founder of a um, hard kombucha company. Oh, yay. Yeah. He's amazing. His name's Adam. Um, And Adam, you know, I didn't even know this, but one of the things that they were doing was the same thing was that they were taking time to go down to their local community and teach children the importance of farm, you know, to table sustainability and, you know, how to really learn how, how farming works and learn how the earth works and learn how, you know, when you take produce, this is what you have to do with it. This is how long it lasts. This is how you need to turn over the land to make more produce. Like, so the fact that you're using education and, you know, you're giving it out freely and you're being that you have that transparency and you're also giving your community an opportunity to come together to celebrate that education and to celebrate the growth of their own personal brand, I think is 100% what every single brand with the audience, a large audience like what you have should be doing. I think that speaks volumes to not only your brand vision, but also your brand morals and the values within the blog ads. Yeah. I, I 
mean, I'm just over here applauding you. I think that's unreal. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. But it's, it's hard when you grow as a brand, you know, to maintain those things that I feel like you constantly have to reflect because it's easy to get lost. So constantly have to reflect why you started, what you started. And again, go, but go back to your values, go back to your why. So you don't end up like, I mean, through some part of our company, we went through like a little bit of confusion of like, Hey, where do we go? What do we do? But always like, I feel like what keeps you coming back is like, why do you start it? So I feel like if you stick to that, you're, you're in a safe place for everything else. I love that. I love that. I mean, you're so right. It all comes back to the why. 100%. So how do you feel like, you know, you are doing all this awesome education and, you know, just really bringing your community together. How do you think other businesses and brands could be a better influence upon their community? I feel like one, like even like with individuals and stuff, I think like bringing in a little bit more authenticity to the social channels could be really good. You know, and I feel like I see it even on the motherhood world, you know, that there is this style, very style world, which there's a place for it as well, too. You know, I completely appreciate content creators and I know how much time it takes to do those things. But I feel like bringing in a little bit more authenticity into like the goods and the bad, because sometimes some people and some other of us, like we see content out there, like especially mothers I'm talking about right now, but like you see this content out there and you measure yourself against that content, knowing that that's someone's like daily life and not thinking that yours is enough. So I think that something that could be done by a lot of people is just providing a little bit more transparency, a little bit more clarity into what their world is and then just helping other people, not just, I feel like social media is such an aspirational game that everybody's playing. So it's all about like making other people feel aspiration towards your content. But I feel like building more into like building connection versus aspiration. That's what I would love to see um, brands and other people do, especially on the online space. I love that. And where do you feel like social media is going? I feel like going off like what I was saying right now, I feel like people are still like very appreciative of the styled world and all of those things. But I feel like it's going to a little bit more transparency. I mean, you see it right now with Instagram stories and the views that Instagram stories are getting in comparison to the grid and other things. I feel like people enjoy seeing um, seeing the real life of other people so and seeing the real person. So same with brands. So I feel like it's moving a little bit more in that way. Video is certainly playing a huge role on social media growth. Um, and then... Yeah, I feel like that's where we're going a little bit more. It's also very competitive right now. I feel like when Instagram just started years ago, you don't you didn't need to do much to kind of like stand out. But I feel like now really you need to have a strategy and social media has become more strategic than at any point. So knowing that having approachable but actionable content that's valuable for your audience, I think it's very important. I love that. And I love that. I, I totally agree with you. I think that's why we struggle so much with this, with these algorithm changes and these uh, new updates and everything on all social media platforms is because we really, you know, I mean, it really is social media trying to get, be more social. And yes. again, that human connector versus that, you know, brand enabling advertising kind of feel. So like, I, I love that. And I agree with you. I don't think it's going away. I just, I do. I hope there is more authenticity and I hope there is more transparency. And clearly we are, we are like yearning for that. We can see that, like you said, with the stories and things like that. So I think you're right on and a hundred percent. 
anything right now, like any trends, like in the social digital space that you're like super obsessed with? I know like presets are like having a moment. Is there any like really fun like apps or anything that you're obsessed with? I love, and I've used this for a long time. I guess it's not a trend, but I'm sure you're familiar with Planoly. But I love it, you know, and and that's also a company that has a huge heart behind it. I love Brandy, the founder, and they really truly want to make a difference with that. They've grown the company really well. So I love Planoly. I love, there's a new, I don't know if it's new or not, but I discovered it recently for stories that it's called Unfold. So I love Unfold. Do you like it? I love it. I mean, I think it's like, I've, you know what's so funny is I've seen it. It's so interesting because I've seen it used by literally everyone. I've seen it used by celebrities. Yeah. Used by businesses. I just, I think it's such a cool app and it makes me so happy that it's not just like one demographic. Like everyone's using it. Yeah, I love that one. And I mean, the typical ones, like I like Canva for like quick things. Um, what else do I like? I feel like those are the ones that I use the most. Lightroom for editing pictures. I do either Visco or Lightroom. So for consistency, like what I do is like I create in my own preset. So then I just have my Lightroom preset on my phone in case I take a picture with my phone. So um, Lightroom as well. And I feel like that's about it. I love that. So we're going to go ahead and move into some rapid fire questions. Um, yes. Like easy questions. I feel like I like doing the icebreakers at the end because I feel like you get a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> Perfect. So let's go ahead and I'm going to start with what's your favorite go-to cocktail? Oh my God, I don't drink because I'm the worst drunk in the world. <laughs> so I don't, like if I were to drink, I like tequila, but I do not touch alcohol because the next day I feel terrible. Like I'm convinced that I'm allergic to it. My husband thinks I'm crazy, but yeah, I don't drink now. I'm boring. But you know, it has to be like a very special occasion for me. I well, number one, I appreciate that you like tequila. That is my favorite. I'm a spicy margarita girl. Um, but I have, I actually have a cousin, and we always joke with him because we swear that he's allergic too. Like he, I think so. He has like one beer, and the next day he cannot he cannot handle his life. Like <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me. Like I have one glass of whatever, and then the next day, the only thing I can do is like I don't even like to watch TV, and the only thing I can do is just stare blankly at the TV. Like I can't think. So oh. I learn. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. You poor thing. Okay, so moving forward with that, do you have any like self love or like a wellness practice that's part of your daily routine? I feel like that's. Um, I've been getting a little bit lately because of stress and different things like that. I discovered meditation a little bit, so I'm not. I cannot. I'm not going to lie to you and say I meditate for like 60 minutes. But I found this app called um, what is it? Headspace. So I just follow their like guided meditations for like five minutes, and I feel like if I do it for five minutes, I'm doing my my homework for the day. Oh, I love that. And how do you like, how do you feel like that's impacted like your business, you know, or like your, your day, yeah, your daily business operations? You know, what's crazy. I listened to, and this was recent, but I went to a conference by um, the founder of a company called Oregon Miawa. Her name is Tracy Wims. And she was talking all about limiting thoughts and manifestation, which I was familiar with, but not as familiar with. So I just started using kind of like that meditation time just for manifestation in terms of like, the only thing I do is kind of like breathe, but also like imagine the things that I want or the outcomes that I want to happen. And I've just been getting into that recently. And that has been very, very helpful because I feel like in a weird way, like it drives a little bit of your action. So I'm still practicing that. But it was when I heard her say that, I was like, I want to try it. And I've been really, really into that lately. 
I love that. I feel like that's so, so true. I used to listen. I actually, every, when I get kind of down on myself or I feel like I need like a little bit of clarity, I have a meditation mm-hmm. that I listen to um, that walks you through a visualization of like meeting your successful self that's like five, 10 years down the road and you get to like sit down with them and like talk to them. And it's a whole visualization meditation, but it, it's, it's been so impactful. And I listen to it every couple, you know, every now and then, because I feel like it really does. Like it, it somehow drives you, like you said, and it's weird. It's like a subconscious thing, but I yes. love it. Yes, I completely agree. What's that meditation? I want to know. <laughs> um, it is, uh, I'll have to find, I'll put it in the yeah. show but it's by a, by a girlfriend of mine and she did it. And then another girlfriend of mine actually showed it to me. And I believe it's like find your hot rich self or live your hot best life or something like that. But it's, it's amazing. And she's the best speaking voice. Oh my gosh. I love her voice. Um, <laughs> I'll listen to it like right before I go to bed. And I think it's so helpful. Okay. So do you, so I know you said you don't like listen or you don't like watching TV, but if you had to pick up like awful reality TV show, that was your favorite, which one? <laughs> Oh, I like the worst. I like quarters. I like Vegas <laughs> address. Um, yeah, very bad to me. Okay, what about? Are you? Do you listen to podcasts? Are you like into? Yes, right now I love podcasts because there's that's such an easy way to learn. So every time in the car, I listen to podcasts, and I've been listening to them for even way before they were popular. But if I want to get into the news, I really like the daily. Um, I really like um, NPR, some of their shows or free economics, if I want to get into things like that. Um, I also like how I built this because kind of like how we were talking about it is just inspirational to hear other people that started from really something as an idea and built into like real empires. So like, I feel like you always get like little bits and pieces. So I love how I built this. I love, I like taking care of myself. So I also like the mind, body, green podcasts a lot sometimes but I feel like that's what I stick to majority of the time I love that if there is I like to once in a while I just go around but I do like podcasts a lot I feel like I've heard how I build this a lot on this podcast when I ask that question um I it must just be the entrepreneur spirit coming through it's just fun to listen to other people's stories I feel like it's fun while you are listening and being entertained you also get some bits and pieces that you can use so I really like it I love that. So do you have a favorite Instagram that you like to stalk? I'm terrible with that. I honestly, like, I love, like, what do I like? I I like Mind Body Green because I always like recipes and, like, little tips. I don't even like to cook, but I love to, like, see healthy things. So um, (laughs) I love knowing about wellness and things. So I love Goop. I love Mind Body Green. Um, I'm always, like, even though I work with her every day with Sakura, like, I'm always looking at her Instagram, too, to see what she's up to when she's not with me. Um, (laughs) I feel like we're both each other. We see each other all day, and then we're commenting on each other's Instagram all the time. So, yeah, I feel like those would be be my top. That's perfect. And then we will go ahead and end on this question, but do you have, like, a favorite influencer or business owner? I would say, like, who's one of my favorite, like, well, like I said in the beginning of the show, I think my dad and I think like, you know who like I've really admired for building. I feel like Jessica Alba for like being like how she's built the honest company. I feel like that has been impressive because it's a company that has was built really because of a need of a community and the need of like reassuring moms that there was other like healthier products for their family. So I really do admire her and what she's built. I mean, honest is a monster now. Oh my gosh, it is. I mean, I I totally agree with you. I love seeing 
I love to see how she started it. And now, you know, all the different, you know, product lines they have, all the different skews of the, you know, same product but for different needs and different things. And like, it's, it's so, it's such a monster and she's just killing it. Killing it. And I feel like they like really found a market that was there, like that needed that type of product. And I feel like they've also, from honest, I feel they started at pretty much a whole new category, you know, like by them, other brands started coming and presenting more options to family. So I really admire her for that. I love that. And I, I think you that you ended that on such a good note. So Lorena, I'm so stoked I got to talk with you today. The value that you presented on, you know, brand identity and just, you know, the why and asking yourself the right questions, I feel like is goes so much further than just, you know, kind of like a brand. I feel like we're even tapping into, you know, how do you start a business? You know, what questions do you need to ask yourself? So you've just been so valuable today. Oh, thank you. So cool to talk to you. I love what you do. Um, how can people work with you if they're interested in working with you? They can find us like on our website at blogettes.com. They can also go into our Instagram DM us. And then my personal Instagram is call me Lori, So they can find me there too. But yeah, I look forward to hearing from everyone. And then I also enjoyed this time here. It was so much fun to talk to you. And it was so much fun to just hang out for a little bit. Absolutely. And just get real. So I just want to say thank you. And thank you for going under the influence with us. Thank you.